0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest in world news and health research. Hope you had a blessed, safe weekend, as always. Hope you guys enjoyed the Hagman Report on Friday. That actually came on there for about the first 15 minutes and discussed what's currently going on with the research on N-acetylcysteine that's pretty much just come out now in the last couple of weeks and why it is so important for the immune system. So be sure to check that show out on the Hagman Report from Friday. Really, really good show. Went into detail on a lot of different topics. So something that I thought about earlier, and Dad and I were talking before the show, and, you know, it's interesting right now that all of this stuff, has been going on back to back to back, whether we're from the from the Middle East to the pipeline to what we've been seeing with all this nonsense COVID, same flip-flop as always. And we've heard virtually nothing about this new true forensic audit out in Arizona. Now, l- let me clarify this. The audit out there from what I've seen and what I've been told and the research that I've been doing on it has not looked good. For the Democratic Party and the leftist communists at all. But there's a reason why there has been zero media coverage on it. And any time it gets covered, it's completely and totally casted as fake news, conspiracy theory, right wing, you know, basically insurgents that are trying to overtake the election results. Just, Just rhetoric, as always. And Dad said something earlier today when we were talking. He said the problem with everything that's going on right now, Austin, he said ever since this election hack, whether or not you like Trump, you didn't like Trump, it didn't matter. When we saw a constitutional republic election completely and totally hacked right in front of us and then told it wasn't hacked, nothing to see here, we've pretty much realized now. The rule of law doesn't exist in the United States in most areas. You may have some factions of certain states, but for the most part now, on a broad scale, there is no rule of law. The article that came out from the Beltway earlier talked about how they're showing massive irregularities already found with only 25% of the voting analyzed. For instance, they found ballot boxes that allegedly had 200 votes of them. They only had 165 votes as far as 165 ballots in the actual box, and this has been happening repeatedly over there, they said there's a 17.5% discrepancy on like four different locations is beyond belief. And now they're saying that a huge part of the digital Dominion voting machines just disappeared, wiped out. They said two groups had access to them, the individuals that were handling the voting booths And the software company that manufactured it, that's it. Legality reasons, there are only two people that could actually control and get numbers and passwords to that. And everybody's saying, we don't know. We didn't do anything with it. We didn't touch it. And so when you're seeing all this going on, the last thing they want is people talking about the election fraud. The main reason why is when people talk about it, it brings up the topic of everything, whether or not January 6th was justified, whether or not we have a bumbling buffoon in the White House that had his minions steal the election. If anything he's been doing and currently doing right now is completely null and void because – he stole the election. It opens up a whole Pandora's box. So they don't want anybody discussing it because they don't want the rule of law followed any further. And as we're seeing now more and more and more research come out about Pfizer and Moderna and what was done with this shot and getting this pushed through and ramrodded in, I found out another research now. From the Bernadette Pager, the public publicity director, this is on TAP Newswire and a couple other ones as well, and FormChoiceW.org also posted it. I'll post it on the website. On May 12, 2021, the United States Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices voted to recommend the Investigational Emergency Use Authorization Injection from Pfizer to allow it to be used on children ages 12 to 15. You guys remember this. We talked about it You know, it was a week ago. They said, okay, guess what? We're going to start allowing you basically to inject 12 to 17 year, 12 to 15 year olds with this experimental shot. Now that was already sinister enough considering the fact of what we have seen with this injection, how it's pretty much being used as a bioweapon for the main part of our understanding on how it's working. One thing they also did that nobody talked about. Once they gave it approval, once it gets emergency authorization use, The ACIP, the United States Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, also voted at that same time to end any restrictions around co-administration of the COVID injection with other vaccines, even though there has not been a single clinical trial administering any of these shots with the COVID injection. So in a nutshell, what they're saying is they are now approving that the COVID-19 experimental injection, the gene editing therapy shot, can now be injected with the other round of injections that the CDC recommends, including HPV, the MMR, the list goes on the line. This is why they wanted to get it approved for children, even though the research that came out, even when they studied it, they came out and said this, after they ran the trial with these kids – they said at this time, there is limited data to address whether the vaccine can permit transmission of the virus from person to person. In addition, at this time, data is not available to determine how long the vaccine will even provide protection. They said that in their own research. So it didn't stop anybody from spreading it, and they have no idea how long it will actually give any type of protection, meaning it's useless. There's no, there's no legitimate reason to get injected with something that has that high of a risk. Pretty much now from the numbers that we've started to see from Europe and in the United States here, we have about a three percent, three percent adverse reaction rate now on this stuff from the real numbers that we're actually starting to get. Meaning if you have a very large population, say the United States get this stuff, you're going to have millions of people that are going to have permanent, long-term, lifelong, adverse damages to their body from getting the shot. But yet, it's supposedly something you need to get. And another thing that needs to be brought up, why in the world has the CDC and Fauci been flip-flopping so much? The answer? To keep people confused and under control. Why all of a sudden, out of nowhere... You know, three weeks ago, they say, doesn't matter if you're injected with this COVID gene editing shot, you still have to wear a mask. Then all of a sudden, they just came out and they said, hey, by the way, if you've had the shot, you don't have to wear a mask at all anymore. Bumbling buffoon Biden tweets out, you either get the shot or you wear a mask permanently, so to speak, period. Why in the world did this change all of a sudden? What research has been shown to prove that this is so effective that apparently this vaccine doesn't have to cause anybody to wear a mask anymore, even though the masks were apparently so effective, which they lied to us about. This is what we're starting to see. And now another recent study from Dr. Timothy Cordoza and Ronald Vizi, entitled, Informed Consent Disclosure to Vaccine Trial Subjects of Risk of COVID-19 Vaccines, Worsening clinical diseases. And what the data reported revealed that no significant literature exists to require clinicians to disclose the specific risk that the COVID-19 experimental vaccine could worsen diseases upon exposure to challenge or circulating viruses around. Remember what we've talked about before the research when they first found it. People that basically are getting this gene editing shot and they're producing spike proteins, it's highly probable. We're going to see, we're going to find this out in the next coming months. It's highly probable that when people are exposed to other similar viruses that are actually out in the wild, they're going to have a massive antibody reaction to it. Their body's going to go almost to an immune, a, 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 basically, an immune response. It's going to freak out. Because this is not something that's going to go away. This is a gene editing shot. So again, there's a lot of research coming out to what's going on. It's our responsibility as American patriots. Get the information out there. Keep talking to everybody. Wake them up the best you can because this vaccine hesitancy that the media is trying to claim is stopping people from getting the shots – It's not vaccine hesitancy. It's people using their brain and questioning the narrative and not blindly getting an experimental injection that has zero long-term research whatsoever. And there's no argument to that. The two-month phase three clinical trial was a joke. It was a joke. There is never at any point in time has there ever been a so-called vaccine to go through that minimal scrutiny with that little oversight and be used on the entire populace of a country and now currently going after 12 to 15 year olds and the next one they're doing right now is testing 6 month to 11 year olds that they're still currently working on right now. Never been done before in history at this rate of speed yet they're telling us don't question it don't ask what's in it. Don't want to know anything about it you just take it shut up get your injection and go back to work not okay with me should not be okay with anybody else in this country what do you think dad
1: Uh, you know austin that was very very well said and the the biggest problem that we're going to have is the same thing that happened in the laboratory studies you know they couldn't complete because the animals they all died all the cats and all the ferrets died is that the massive inflammation that's going to occur with a massive cytokine storm and the massive amount of bacteria that's going to build up in the system because the body's going to be so confused as to what to do because the spike protein now is found in the body and it's naturally occurring in the body, and they won't have any, quote, immunity towards another coronavirus, which is basically a cold or the flu, and they won't be able to produce any type of defense in their bodies. That's the worst-case scenario. Now, there's all kinds of different variables before all that, before all this. And it's kind of frustrating because, you know, now they're telling us, like you said, just three, four weeks ago, it was like you'll never come out of the masks. The masks are here forever. And suddenly now they're saying, well, take the masks off if you've been vaccinated. Well, why is that? Is there a nefarious reason for that? We talked about this a few weeks ago. Are they wanting the people that have been vaccinated to spread spike proteins via aspiration, respiration to their lungs, to other people. I don't know. All I know is that we have a lot of people in the country right now that are suffering with, you know, menstrual problems, mini strokes, cerebral incidences, you know, all types of blood clotting. And they haven't been vaccinated. They've been around people that have been vaccinated and we're still trying to find out the transmission. I could say, and I told you last week, in my opinion is because it's being aspirated airborne That would explain why they would want you not to wear a mask anymore if you've been vaccinated, but it doesn't explain why they're telling you not to wear a mask or to wear a mask if you haven't been vaccinated unless they're doing that as a, how should I say, a, how should I say, they're trying to force the people who don't want to wear masks not to wear masks with reverse psychology by telling you that you're a peasant and everybody who's been vaccinated can go without a mask now. But if you haven't been vaccinated, you can't go without a mask. So they're going to say, well, I'm going to wear it out. and going to wear a mask anyhow. They won't know any difference because, quite frankly, I'm in a hotel down here in Sarasota. We spent the day at the beach. And if you've signed up to ST Brewer Instagram, you know, we sent you a couple of beach pictures yesterday to try to give some levity into the situation. And we also sent a picture of our nightstand here in the hotel in which we have, a Kimber, and actually two Kimbers—a nine millimeter and a forty-five, One of them Sharon's, one of them mine. <laughs> sitting on the nightstand before we went to bed, and so it's just a little bit of levity we want to do with you guys to show that you know we're not just talk to stuff; we really live like this. And it's frustrating because you know, I mean, I talked to a lady last night—wonderful lady, probably in her seventies, from Ireland. Brilliant lady. I mean, absolutely amazing. Very, very successful. Husband died years ago. And she basically uh, lives here at the hotel. You know, she has like a, an apartment here. And uh, what's interesting about her is she took a vaccine. She took both the vaccines. And she told me that her doctor told her not to take the vaccines. So some of the doctors are waking up too, but she wanted to have the vaccine. And, and so, you know, the, so the reality is if, you, if, you, if you've got people taking vaccines against their doctor's wishes, you got to ask yourself a question, you know, are the doctors not telling you stuff that they know? And, you know, and so what's interesting about this is, You get into a situation where you're trying to help people who basically in many cases have been basically lied to so much by the media, they don't know which way to turn. But the lady here at the hotel last night, she told me that she basically has not felt right since she took the vaccine, that her mind's not right. And that's one of the side effects. And now you're saying, well, could it be causing many strokes? Well, some people are saying that there could be many strokes from the blood clotting that's being involved with all of this stuff, which could be reducing cerebral function. Well, if that's true, then it's even more important to take the N-acetylcysteine. It's even more important to take vitamin E as a natural blood thinner, cod liver oil as a natural blood thinner, and HGH stimulate as a vasodilator because of the production of, you know, you know, nitric oxide. So all of these things are so important. And I talked about some of this stuff on the Hagma show, and we actually took the picture, the ph- photograph, actually took the actual article that we had printed from the web, from this research that had been done with N-acetylcysteine and nitric oxide, and I showed it on the show, and I had Doug put it up because you know, he's on video and we're not. And if you're part of that ST Brower Instagram account, we've posted it. We've also posted it at the Health Masters news site, so it's very important. But then Gene sent me a, a text that was very disturbing uh, yesterday. It was a basically a meme that Sharon's also posted. And, and here's what it said. It said, transhumanism, part man, part machine, a hybrid abomination. This is exactly what they did in Genesis chapter 6 in which basically God came in and flushed the entire planet because he was so upset with what had happened. It said Jesus died so that all of mankind could have everlasting life, but Jesus did not die for a machine. Transhumanism makes you unredeemable. You will lose your likeness to God and you will no longer be in his image. And we talked about this before on the show about how you don't want to change your DNA and then we even brought up, is the COVID vaccine the mark of the beast? And I don't know if it is or not. But then it quotes Revelations 18.23. Now listen to this. It's very important we cover this. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of earth. For by pharmakia were all nations deceived. Now, it's talking right now about the wizards and the warlocks and the witches with pharmakia. And we have to understand that this group of people that have run the planet through the Babylonian and the Canaanite religions have been here for a long, long time doing pharmakia. This is the same group of people that came to the planet, you know, in Genesis chapter 6, the same fallen angels, and they ended up changing the DNA of the planet. And so we have to get the fact that we're still under the control of the ancient Canaanite religions. Now you say, well, that sounds weird. I, I know it does, but it's these wizards and these warlocks and these witches. Remember they remember when they when doctor, when, 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 when Donald Trump first was trying to when he first became president and he always did, you know, so much, uh, you know, talking in the beginning and he actually did some things that were good. But what ended up happening is he also had all of these witches come against him and basically try to cast these spells on him. And so I thought that was very, very interesting that this was going on with Trump, and we openly saw the witches and the warlocks and the weirdos and the wizards come after him. And this is what pharmacia is. It's, the, it's these sorcerers that have gotten together, and they use, how should I say, Different types of pharmacia, different types of drugs to control human beings, and they've done this for years. This is how they were able to get these people to come willingly to be sacrificed and have their hearts cut out in South America and throughout the old world. They would come up to these sacrificial stones. They would walk up there willingly to have this done. Why? Because they were drugged. They were drugged into thinking that they could do whatever. They were told to do, and it would be beneficial to them in the next life. I mean, pharmakia is the word for witchcraft and sorcery in Greek. Always remember that. I'm going to say it again. Pharmakia is the word for witchcraft and sorcery in Greek. And, you know, and considering the use of this word is is really what's called a double entendre. In other words, it has multiple meanings at once. And so when it says, and the light of the candle shall shine no more in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride will be heard no more in thee, for thy merchants were the great men of earth, for they... By pharmakia, let's insert the word now. We're going to insert witchcraft and sorcery were the great men of the earth, for by pharmakia, through the sorcerers, were all nations deceived. And we have to get that. And that's why people are always asking me, why do you talk so much about the Old Testament? Why do you talk so much about what they've done? Why do you talk so much about the ancient Canaanite religions and Baal and Asher and Moloch? Why don't you ask God the same question? Hmm? Why don't you go and do that? If you want to fuss at me for that, why don't you go back in the Old Testament? I read you scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture on Friday, and God was basically going after the Israelites because they would not stop sacrificing their children to Baal, to Moloch, and to Asherah. It's all part of this witchcraft, sorcery stuff. Jesus looked at the ruling leaders, these people who claimed to be Jews, they were not. They were the synagogue of Satan in the book of John, and they said their father was Abraham. He said, it is not Abraham. Your father is the devil, because he knew what they had done the night before in their pharmakia and with their human sacrifice and with their offering to Baal and Moloch and all the rest of them. And that's that same group that was started back in Genesis chapter 6. They now control Vanguard and Blackrock. They now control the Rothschild banking empire, and, I, and I, t- I talked to you. And Sharon sent this picture out the other day about you know Rothschild and Abramovich, the well-known Satanist. Well, they don't call themselves Satanists; they're Kabbalists. They basically are standing in front of the pho- that's not a photograph; it's a painting of Satan summoning his legions. Guys, this is not a battle of flesh and blood. This is a battle against principalities in high places. This is a battle of spiritual warfare. That's what this is. We have found ourselves in the middle of this feud. We just happen to be awake. And we're seeing what they're doing and we're understanding what they're doing. And we're realizing that if we do not stand against this onslaught right now, there'll be nothing left to salvage. They have literally vaccinated over 100 million people in the United States and their viruses are shedding. It's so important that you pray every day. Let me tell you something, buddy. Women, ladies, everybody. My share and I really had a good prayer time this morning. And we really prayed for our family. we really prayed for you guys. Because we've got to cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. Without the blood of Christ right now restoring our DNA, we're all hosed. Just be honest with you. We're done. It's done. It's over. It's only through Christ that we have any hope whatsoever. And, And that's why I push it so hard on the show. And that's why so many of you send me letters like, you know, my life wasn't right with God. My life wasn't right with Jesus, and I've accepted Christ, and my whole life's changed for the better because I've done this, and I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Guys, times are short. These guys are playing for blood. They're playing for rule of the entire planet, which they already have, but now they're playing for a $7.5 billion point five billion person reduction in the population. They want it down to $500 million, and they're absolutely – H.E. double stick's bent literally on doing that regardless of what they have to do, including injecting six-month-old infants. Guys, these people are some sickos. These are some sick pukes, is what they are. And they'll do anything they want to do to us. And they've proven they can get away with it because why? They control the money supply. Why? Because they control the energy fields around the planet. Why? Because of the Rothschild banking cartel who set up their fiefdom in a non-extradition country called Israel that has been pushed on us by the Schofield Bible no matter what they say or no matter what they do. I talked to you about what happened in Joshua, in the book of Joshua on on Friday. Listen to the show again. No matter what they do, it's this group of people, the Kabbalists. I mean, they're killing the Palestinians over there like they're dogs, I guarantee you. There are hundreds of thousands of dead right now from this last skirmish where they're dropping a 1,000 bombs a night into Palestine. Right now it's ethnic genocide and cleansing right now in Palestine. We'll never know. They bombed the doggone headquarters of the AP Newswire and took the entire building down so there could be no internal audit or alternative news coming out of Palestine. They took the building down. I mean, this is the extent of what they're willing to do to create the greater Israel program to create the third temple to what? Bring in the Antichrist. It's the goal of that Antichrist, like it says in the book of Thessalonians, to walk out into the temple steps and declare himself God. And you think, well, why does the Bible talk about that? Because God's omnipresent, He doesn't, he has, there's no timeline. He sees it all at once. He experiences it all at once. And he looked down from heaven 2,000 years ago, and he was already here right now. And he told John to write about it in the book of Revelation. He said, this is what's going to happen. You need to write this down. Here's what's going to happen. Because I'm looking at it. I've got, I'm looking at the timeline. This is what they're going to do. He knew they were going to do this. That's why the Bible is so clear on these things that it talks about. And now we see the mark of the beast. We see being a cashless society. We see having a stamp on our hand or our forehead. Yesterday, we're sitting at the beach, and I talked to some people from Chicago who are listeners of ManCal. And we started talking to them, and she works for that company, Cube or Cubit or whatever it is, you know, Square. I forgot what she said. And that, or it's another service that basically does online transactions in cashless societies. And she said, we're all going cashless. Everything's going cashless. We will no longer have currency. Guys, and I'm telling you this, and Austin told you this too, whenever you can, use cash. Use it legally, but use cash and try your best not to use everything from a digital standpoint because everything digital means they're going to push us and push us and push us until we no longer even have cash or currency. They don't want us to do that. They want everything to be digital so they can completely control every aspect. So If you're not a good little peasant, okay, they can just take the money out of your account. They could just say, we're going to freeze your account now so that you can't do anything with it, so you can't buy food, so you can't buy groceries, so you can't pay your utility bills, you can't pay your taxes. We're just going to freeze everything. Is that where you want this to go? I don't. I sure don't. Also, what do you think, bud? What's your next story?
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, the thing that I found, too, that it's kind of been a bit disturbing to me over the last couple days, I've seen numerous companies come out now. Um stores, big box stores, Costco, uh, even Publix, um, I think Sam said it, a bunch of them now. They're now saying masks are not required in the store if you're vaccinated. They've been saying this. If you guys haven't picked up on this, they're all saying it. And I kind of scratched my head there for a minute, and I went, how are they going to verify that? You walk in the store, you don't have a mask on, or are they just going to automatically assume you haven't had your experimental gene at therapy shop? I'm saying, is that, is that what they're going to do? Are they going to ask you if you had your shot? Are they going to ask to see papers if you've had your shot so you don't have to wear a face diaper? I don't know. I'm just out there. I find it very ironic now that all of a sudden we've got all these businesses that are like, oh, by the way, if you've had your experimental injection, you don't have to wear a mask in here. So, I mean, I guess they're going to assume it's going to be a soft opening right now. They're just going to assume you don't if you don't follow it. And then I guess if it escalates, they're going to go in and start saying, oh, we just need to see your vaccine card. How long before they start blaming everything on the alleged anti-vaxxers for not wearing masks? And all of a sudden they say, listen, everybody's getting sick now because these people haven't had their shots. I've already called this for months, and this is exactly where I think this is going to go. As soon as you start seeing people get all their injections and they can get as many people shot up as they can, you, you can look At the levels of the propaganda campaign that they've played, you can look at it all the way from the beginning, from last summer to what they started doing with these push for the Operation Warp Speed to everything they've done now to now with Biden's propaganda stunt he did last week. This is all very, very, very detailed propaganda. I mean, this is not – this isn't something they came up with overnight. They already had this planned out. To now they get as many people shot up as they can, there's going to be that resistance level and they're going to come back and they're going to say, okay, guys, here's the problem. We all these people get sick still. We don't know how it's happening because everybody's had their shot. Granted, they know why everybody's getting sick because of whatever's being released after people get this injection. But they're going to say, listen, it, it's the anti-vaxxers. It's the conservatives that are not wanting to get this injection. They're the ones that are spreading this now. It's kind of like the unbelievably idiotic ideology that they tried to put out last summer. I mean, I am not even a virologist. And I came out and said, dude, this complete and tonal lunacy. I talked to multiple doctors that basically had virology backgrounds and all kinds of specific backgrounds with viruses and contagious diseases. And they said, this is one of the most bizarre things we've ever heard. The whole concept of wearing a mask now isn't based on it protecting you because the companies typed it on the box and said, these masks do not protect against viruses because the particles are too small. They killed that narrative. So they said, you have to wear a mask to protect everybody else. So if everybody wears a mask, everybody's protected. And then the next question that obviously naturally I asked was, well, if I'm super healthy and I feel great right now, why would I need to wear a mask? Because you're saying that if we're wearing a mask, it's because we're sick and we're protecting everybody by wearing a mask. Yeah, but you don't understand, Austin. Asymptomatic spreading. I said, oh, asymptomatic spreading. Something that's never been proven whatsoever. You're telling me that's the reason why everybody's wear masks. Yes, if you are, if you have the virus, you can still spread it, even though you're not sick and you have no symptoms. You're still a carrier of it. So we have to assume every single person on the face of the planet is a potential carrier, and they're spreading the disease, even though they're all healthy. That makes no sense to me at all. Why would we do that? Why would we mask children when they're five and six years old going to school when we've shown now the case rate of children actually contracting COVID is virtually zero? Like none. doesn't happen. If they do, there's hardly any spreading of it, no hospitalizations. Well, because the kids are the worst. They're all asymptomatic carriers. They're all spreading it to everybody, and they don't know they're doing it. So we're all supposed to assume we're sick all the time, and that right there is when it clicked in my mind. That's when I figured out immediately that the masks were nothing more than a control device to remind people to be scared. Like I said on the show last week, they were there to keep reminding people of the narrative. Be scared to go out in public. Be scared to be around people. Be scared to do anything. Even though God has not given us a spirit of fear, that is what they instilled in everybody. Be terrified. Wear your mask and be reminded to be scared. Because quite frankly, as I told you all, if nobody wore masks, if that concept never came up and it never was brought up and it didn't get pushed, vast majority of people wouldn't even have thought much about the virus. they be like, yeah, well, whatever. It is what it is. Got to do life. Got to work. Got stuff to do. Not going to sit at home my entire life and be scared. Do what we got to do. And that would have been in it. But the masks were there to remind everybody to be fearful. Same thing with the children. They were there to remind the children to be scared. Put your mask on. Be scared of the virus. But it's it's got like a 99.997% survival rate in my age group. Doesn't matter. You need to be scared of it. Be terrified of it. Shake in your boots because of it. That, that doesn't make sense at all. Why would I be scared? Why would it be my responsibility to protect everybody else? And that was again their push for the socialist collective mindset to be pushed on the public. And now it's really taking hold now. You see that. All the people that have gotten irate, mad, pitching fits because somebody's walking around somewhere without a mask. You're gonna, you're killing people. I'm not killing anybody. I'm breathing fresh air. My oxygen levels are actually at a good level, unlike yours, which is why you're thinking so poorly. I mean, come on. (laughs) Let's let's be real about what's really happening. And now we've seen the European database. They've actually been fairly accurate, as far as my opinion, on what's going on with this shot. They came out now with updates through last week in May. The COVID-19 Adverse Drug Reaction Vaccine Event, Currently in Europe from the last four and a half months, 10,570 individuals dead with 405,259 adverse injuries. Yeah. That's, that's what's going on right now. From the Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and Janssen. 10,570 people dead. And that's just the numbers they're telling you. They may even be more elevated than that. Almost half a million injuries. Really? I, I'm, I'm getting kind of confused here because these numbers in Europe are starting to surpass where we ever were with COVID in the first three to four months. If anybody hasn't picked up on that yet. So are we just going to ignore this? Is everybody just supposed to sit back and say, hey, we're just going to ignore it? Uh, no, not me, not I, not my family. So, again, continue to Get this information out there and keep waking people up because this is something, as I said before, isn't going to stop. You have to get engaged on a local level, whether or not it's COVID or other things. Like tonight, we have another meeting. I like go city commissioners at seven o'clock tonight in Arbordale. They got some other thing on the roster now. They're wanting to take over some other part of the town and put another gas station up and do something now with more storage units because it doesn't stop because greed is what the only thing a lot of these individuals know. Avarice and greed. All they want to do is try to whore out areas as much as they can to make as much money as they can off of it. It's ironic down here in Florida because you see that to no extent because we do things backwards in Florida. Majority of states that actually use their brain in some cases, which is not a lot of them, they go in and say, hey, we're going to start developing these areas in the next five to ten years we need to start building roadways on these areas and actually at least start getting plans on the books to start adding in roadways and interstates or highways and so forth so we can make sure we can handle the influx of populace that's moving here. Not Florida. not Florida. They absolutely max out the living capacity as far as they can until the roadways are so in shambles, so backed up, so claustrophobic, so congested from straight vehicles. They go, oh, by the way, we need to start construction again and start expanding the roadways. We'll have a new roadway here in the next five to ten years. That's what they're doing on I-4 now. Now they're finally deciding to widen part of I-4 because you pretty much can't drive on I-4 anymore. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally pure congestion everywhere you go. It's five, ten miles an hour. And I've had people now come over here, and they've taught me. They said, man, we're, we're from, like, California. We're from up north. They said – we thought this was bad traffic over here. They said, we've never seen traffic like this. This is horrific. I said, yeah, I know. So it's what's happening. Now, it's a side effect of being an open, free state. And I said, it's also a side effect of the unbelievably greedy developers that slide money to the city and county commissioners to get approval for these giant high-rise apartments, high-density urban housing that hold hundreds and hundreds of people in one small footprint and have to do no money and contribute nothing to infrastructure. So, again – get involved locally, continue to be boisterous and speak your mind. You're not going to win every fight. Nobody ever wins every fight, but you at least have to take a stand and make your voice heard because the thing I've always learned a long time ago, if you stand your ground, if you do the best you can, if you make your voice heard and you really, really, really express yourself and you do the best you possibly can, if you don't win that fight, you tried your best. But to sit back and go, uh, it's too much work, I don't want to mess with it I'm probably not going to make a difference anyways, dude, you've already lost you've already accepted defeat before you even got up out of your chair you've already chosen to fail without even making an effort that is abysmal and that's pathetic as an American, and I don't think anybody should do that, nor should they have the excuse to complain or do anything if they haven't at least tried to change something I mean, give me a break. If you want to sit around the couch, complain about how bad everything is, but you don't want to get involved locally, I mean, then shut up. Nobody cares about your opinion because you obviously aren't going to do anything at all. That's why all last year I said, not engaging in the mask, not engaging in the shutdown. I'm not shutting down my business. I'm not going to be part of the problem. I'm going to be part of the solution that stands up. And that's what a lot of us have to start doing now. The Christian communities really need to start coming together. The Christians in this situation, and granted, you guys know my stance. I'm very, very staunch Christian. The Christian effort this whole time has been a failure what they did, what a lot of these churches have done, how they've capitulated and just complied and rolled over on their back and submitted is embarrassing. Granted, Florida, we didn't have a whole – and that's the sad part of Florida. We didn't have really any church lockdowns. You had a couple cities that did it. Tampa was bad about it. Miami was kind of bad about it. But there was no governor or state mandate to shut down churches at all. They had a lot of churches voluntarily shut down, voluntarily shut down. We're going to shut down. We're just going to shut down for, for everybody's safety. Guys, if they're willing to shut down for that minor of a reason and say, you know, what, we're just going to have to stay shut down for a while because we don't want to have any issues. Golly, how much of an effort are they going to put up when we start having a Chinese communist dictatorship take over the West Coast in California and say, listen, you can't preach Christianity. You can't talk about God Almighty. You can't talk about the Bible, which they already do in China currently right now. There is no chance these churches are even going to remotely push back. They're going to say, oh, okay, yes, Master, I won't, I won't have church now because you, you said I can't have it. Come on, guys. We're better than that as Americans. We're better than that as patriots, and we're much better than that as Christians. We've been called to stand up for truth and righteousness. Continue to lead by example, my friends. What do you think, Tim?
1: You know, Austin, uh, we brought Savannah with us, our 18-year-old, to the beach. She brought a friend with her. Uh, her name is Wren. And she's from China. I mean, she's a Chinese student here at Southeastern University. And she told me that her yesterday we were driving over here and we were playing our show that we did on Friday. And, uh, we said, she's, she said, well, I really like this show. You know, she did she, It was funny. She didn't realize it was me and you on the air. So we told her until after the show was over. And she goes, how do I listen to this show? She goes, we don't hear stuff like this in China. She goes, all of our internets are censored. Everything's censored. They tell us what we can listen to. They tell us what we can look at on the internet. And she goes, in the church that I was attending there, the Christian church, had about 300 people in it. And the state came in and broke them up on a Sunday morning and beat everybody and basically scattered them and told them they couldn't have church anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's China. Why? Because China is run by the same Kabbalist network that runs the United States that runs the world. This is the same group. This is the ancient Canaanite religions. This is the Zohar. This is the group that practices these doggone satanic hedonistic religions. They, they're horrible, horrible, horrible religion. This thing with a with this with snake in a tree. And, and we need to understand something. And you said this so succinctly. You said we got to fight. We got to fight. We got to fight. My mom used to say this to me. She used to say, "If you give up, you lose." gonna repeat it again. If you give up, you lose. Now that's not necessarily to say if you continue to fight, you're going to persevere. Because sometimes battles are won, sometimes battles are lost. But you lose every single time if you give up. That's a fact. I remember I'd I'd say stuff to her, I'd be in these crazy organic chemistry classes and all this stuff in school, and I'd say, Ma, this stuff is the pits. It's hard. Classes. And she goes, If you give up, you lose. And I'm like, Huh. Oh. <laughs> that was her big her big mantra was if you give up, you lose. And I thought, okay. All right. I got it. Just keep fighting and fighting and fighting. The problem is, you know, Christians haven't put the effort up. They've given up. They've given up because they were programmed through the Schofield Bible and through the Johnson Amendment to not get involved politically. I mean, this, this, it was all planned, guys. It was planned back in the 50s with the Johnson Amendment. Is that, that Lyndon Baines Johnson pervert weirdo who basically was involved with the assassination of John F. Kennedy. We yeah, had that Johnson. And it, you know, it was him who pushed this Johnson amendment that the churches couldn't speak from the pulpit on political issues because before that they did. They spoke about stuff that was going on in the economy. They spoke about stuff that was going on politically. And then they realized when they gave them the 501c corporation status, nonprofit status, which they already had anyhow as a church, they didn't need that, that they could take that away from them if they didn't do what was right. That's why I admire Chuck Baldwin so much because he doesn't do that. He doesn't have a 501c corporation, and he's been in, had his church going out for 10, 15 years up there in Kalispell, Montana, and has never declared himself a nonprofit because he's telling the people the truth. It's kind of like what we do here with the Ted and Austin Brower Show. We're not a nonprofit organization, but we continue to try to tell you guys the truth from a political standpoint and spiritual standpoint. This past week, I had a. A listener, call us up and basically, no, he didn't call us up. He, he sent us a check for our Thai girls because, you know, we haven't really brought that up to you guys because, you know, I don't want to try to burden you with that. And he, he gave us a thousand dollar, you know, contribution for the Thai girls because, you know, we have 20 children that we had rescued out of the sex trafficking business before they got into it with global servants that we basically have sponsored in Thailand. It runs about $1,500 a month that we paid for these girls. And he'd sent a check for us for, I think, $1,000. I, I told him, I said, thank you so much. I, I texted him. I said, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. We just had paid this bill for the 1500 So that's what we're all supposed to do. We're all supposed to work together and be part of the solution, like Austin said. But the churches have stepped away. They don't longer want to be involved in it because, number one, they were afraid of being called anti-Semitic. There you go. They won't even preach. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is, this is disgusting to me. They won't even preach Old Testament about what it says about the Hebrews and how they were worshiping Baal and Moloch and Asherah and why God scattered them because of their unfaithfulness, because they basically, he, re- he referred to it as a bride, as an adulterous bride. They won't even preach that. They won't even talk about the book of John. when They talk about these people being basically the children of the devil, who were basically the synagogue of Satan. They, won't, they, don't, they don't mention any of this ever. When's the last time you heard an evangelical preacher on TV talk about any of that? Here's why they won't. Because the TV stations take them down. They're basically not allowed to be on the air if they talk about this stuff. Because, again, it's Zionist TV. It's being funded and controlled via the Schofield Reference Bible, via Zionism, via the broadcasters, via the loans these corporations get, via everything else. It's all part of it. I told you a few years ago, there was a big station. It's a big, big, huge network worth billions of dollars. And their daughter... Is supposed to be a Christian, and she married a Jewish man who was not a Christian. He hadn't converted to Christianity. He was, you know, a hardcore Jewish fellow, which is basically diametrically opposed to accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so she married outside of her faith, and they televised it on their network throughout the world, including the breaking of the glass and screaming, Mazel tov And you think, well, wow, that's weird. Well, yeah, it is weird, because the Bible says, don't be unequally yoked. Come ye out from among them, be ye separate. So, The groups are so compromised now on Christian TV. So Austin's right. They have completely and totally capitulated to the new world order because they've been brainwashed for the past hundred years to do so through the university systems, and through their synagogues, not the synagogues, through their seminaries. And and that's where we are right now. And and this latest thing happened. It basically kicked in, you know, with 9-11. There's a really good article from The Burning Platform, and it says, second stage terror wars. And it says, it is well known that the endless U.S. war on terror was overtly launched following the mass murders of September the 11th, 2020, 2001. The invasion of Afghanistan and the Patriot Act, which we talked about in depth last week, were immediately justified by those insider murders and subsequently the wars against Iraq, Libya, Syria, etc. So, to the terrorizing of the American people with constant fear-mongering about intermittent Islamic terrorist attacks from abroad that has never happened. It is less well known that the executive director – listen to this. This is why I'm covering the story right now. you got to focus, please. It is less well known that executive director of the U.S. cover story, the fictional 9-11 commission report, was Philip Zelikow, who controlled and shaped the report from start to finish. What's not known is he's a hardcore Zionist, hardcore to the core. He's probably a dual Israeli citizen. He's probably, my opinion, Mossad just thought I'd mention that. It's even west, less well-known that Zelico, a professor at the University of Virginia, was closely associated with Condoleezza Rice, George W. Bush, Dick Cheney, Paul Wolfowitz, who's head of the international banking cartels, is basically a front guy, Brent Scowcraft, and had served in various key intelligence positions. This is, of course, this Zelico, And both the George H. Bush and George W. Bush administrations, in 2011, President Obama named him – listen to this. I mean he's going – this is crossing political lines. Named him to his president's intelligence advisory board as befits bipartisan elite rule cover-up compensation across political parties. Perhaps it's unknown or just forgotten that the family steering the committee for 9-11 report repeatedly called for Zekulow's removal, claiming this appointment made a farce of the claim that the commission was independent. I'm going to spell Zekulow, 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 Zelikow. Z e l i k o w. Zekolo said for that for the commission to consider alternative theories to the government's claims about Osama bin Laden was akin to whacking moles. Well, of course he was. He was directing the whole investigation. This is the man. Remember, hardcore Zionist, probably Mossad, probably dual Israeli citizen. This is the man who, at the request of his colleague, Condoleezza Rice, another completely corrupt administrator, became the primary author of the NSS 2002, the national security strategy of the United States of America that declared that the U.S. would no longer abide by international law, was adopting a preemptive war as declared by George W another hardcore weirdo, at the West Point in June 20, 2002. This was used as justification for the attack on Iraq in 2003, preemptive war, and was a rejection of the charter of the United Nations. Zekulow did all this. So based on Zekulow's work creating a magic mountain of deception while disregarding so-called molehills, we have had 20 years of American terror wars around the world in which the U.S. forces have murdered millions of innocent people. Wars that will be continuing for years to come despite rhetoric to the contrary. The rhetoric is simply propaganda to cover up with the increasingly technological and space based nature of these wars and the use of mercenaries and special forces. Now I'm going to add, including the use of mercenaries and special forces to stay in Afghanistan to control and make sure the poppy production continues with the trillions of dollars of Afghan heroin that's been coming out. Now, listen to this. Zekalo has been head named to head a COVID, you can't even make it up, commission planning group. Now he's the head of the COVID commission planning group. Based at the University of Virginia, that is said to prepare the way for a national COVID commission. This group is funded by Schmidt Futures, the Skoll Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, and Stand Together <laughs> and of course, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Bloomberg School of Public Health, the Rockefellers, all of it Rothschild, Vanguard, BlackRock controlled. So once again, the fox is in the henhouse. If you wistfully think that the coronavirus will soon come to an end, I suggest you alter your perspective. Zeklow's involvement, among other things, suggested the second phase of a long war of terror waged with two weapons military and medical whose propaganda messaging is carried out by the corporate mainstream media in the pursuit of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset with Klaus Schwab, another hardcore cabalist. Part one has been – has far lasted 20 years. Part two may last longer. You can be certain it won't end and that the new terrorists are going to be domestic dissidents. I'm going to repeat that, that the new terrorists are going to be domestic dissidents who refuse to take vaccines, who refuse to wear masks, who refuse to abide by travel restrictions. We are going to be the new terrorists, and we're going to be primarily, gosh, this is awful, I'm adding this, white people. They absolutely loathe white people. They absolutely hate white people. They really hate white people who are Christians. It's so important that we understand that. So now this guy's heading up the committee for basically covid this is this is absolutely insane. So we have to ask ourselves, why is a hardcore Zionist, okay, hardcore Zionist appointed as executive director of the 9-11 Commission? Wow. How in the world could you even conduct an unbiased investigation in the Middle East with this guy in charge? In his book, The Commission, The Uncensored History of the 9-11 Investigation, Philip Sheenon, S-H-E-N-O-N, wrote, The appointment of Zekalow to head the inquiry into America's response to September 11th's terrorist attacks was akin to putting the fox in charge of the henhouse. The steering committee for the 9-11 commission repeatedly called for his resignation. The family, citing Zekalow's close connections to the Bush administration, were concerned that his appointment made a mockery of the idea that the commission was independent. Guys, the entire 9-11 commission report was a lie. It was a joke. They never even addressed Building 7 in that. They didn't even talk about it. They didn't even even address the fact that we had multiple explosions and all these buildings came down into their own footprint. None of it was addressed. You know, architecture engineers, thousands of them now, have come out with videos of saying these things were all controlled demolitions. The demolitions were set in these buildings weeks in advance for them to drop into their own footprint. It's unbelievable that we've been lied to like this. So why would you think they wouldn't lie to us about covid or all the other things are involved in. And it always goes back to that same group of people who run the planet. It's always the same guys. Always. We've got to understand that. And you got to remember, guys, and it's so important. And I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to preach at you this morning. But it's through Jesus Christ that we have salvation. It's through Jesus Christ that we have hope. It's through the blood of the Lamb that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And we have to, as Christians, stand with the patriots. The black patriots, the white patriots, the Hispanic patriots, the Chinese patriots here in the United States and around the world and say, no, we will not allow this to happen. Not on our watch. We have to fight it. It's like my mom said, if you give up, you'll lose. We can't lose this fight, guys, because these guys are playing for blood and we've got children. and We've got grandchildren that are inheriting this mess. And now we've got to stand because our baby boomer parents <laughs> God bless them all. supposed to be the greatest generation who fought World War II. They sure let this thing go into a slip. Now, we can't allow that to go any further. We've got to stand firm in what we believe. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Remember, today is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice and I will be glad it. because, guys, you're breathing free air in a free country, in a free world through Jesus. Always remember that. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
0: 100%. And the most effective thing you can use right now, and I've told this to everybody, is civil disobedience at its finest example. Don't comply. You don't have to listen to people. You don't have to do something because somebody tells you to do something. For I mean, for the most part, unless you have you know a serious situation where you have a lawful command of a police officer. I mean, that's one thing. But in 99% of the time, just because somebody tells you to do something doesn't mean you have to do it. Bosses give orders. Tyrants give orders. If they're not paying your bills, they're not cutting your paycheck. You don't have to follow orders. That was the whole concept. It was so laughable. She was like, "It's a CDC guidelines, okay?" And CDC doesn't write laws. <laughs> CDC doesn't go in and enforce laws. Exactly what you just said is a CDC guideline. I'll pass. If I don't like a guideline, I'm not going to follow it. We'll sit there and do what somebody tells you to do just because they tell you to do it. Like, like Dad said, you got friend that says, "Hey man, let's go get the shot." All right, I'll go get the shot with you. Well, if your friend goes, "Hey man, you know what? That building is only thirty feet up there. Let's—I'll I'll jump off if you jump off. We'll see if we make it to the bottom alive." Uh, no, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not okay with that. Why are we going to do that? Well, that's the same concept a lot of people are doing now. They're capitulating just because somebody says something to them about the shot. Or the mask, or whatever it is, it doesn't have to be about COVID. We got anything. Tell them no, no, thank you. I'm mind my own business. Let me live, and I'll let you live. We'll call today. That's people need to realize. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website healthmasters.com. Be sure to vote on what you want to see when Wednesdays products of the week. Got a lot of great products up there: adrenal support, cortisol superfood, multiple chewable, great stuff, and uh, magnesium brain food. On sale right now, summer sale. We also have the N-acetylcysteine on the front page of the website if anybody wants to look at that. And we have the Immune System Support Kit with the Excellent C, the D3, and the Zinc Glycinate. I'll change the photo on that right now. I just looked at it. It has the vitamin C powder. We're changing some stuff around. But it's got the Excellent C capsules are the ones that are in that kit currently. So be sure to check that out on the website at healthmasters.com. And thank you again, my friends, for getting the information out there. We all can make a difference one person at a time, but we have to stop deferring the blame and deferring the responsibility onto somebody else. I've heard that a lot. Well, you know what? I just I just do it to get along. No, I don't do it to get along. I don't care about getting along with people that try to tell me what to do. Because quite frankly, you're never going to get along with somebody that wants to tell you what to do. Always remember that. Because they're always going to try to take it another step further and keep telling you what to do. When you listen and you consent and you follow orders of tyrants that have no control over you, but you still follow them anyways because it's the easiest thing to do, they're not going to stop. I'm not going to go along to get along with them. You think they're going to respect you because they listen to you? Because you listen to them? No, they don't respect you. They think you're a peasant. They think you're a clown. They think, hey, this guy listens to me. I'm going to tell him what to do next. Now I'm going to tell him what to do next. This is exactly what we've watched happen in this country in 14 short months. So again, my friends, hold your head up high. Breathe fresh air. Be proud to be American. And you always have the right to say No thank you. Just remember that. Thank you guys again for the continued support. If you need to call us, 1-800-726-1834. We're always here Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to sign up for the free email. We do the weekly newsletter. Newsletter is completely free. We don't sell the information. I don't put out the emails to anybody. It's our own personal database. Never gets sold ever, not one single time. I've always been very, very strict about that. So be sure to check out the newsletter on the website at healthmasters.com. So thank you again, my friends, for the continued support. Stand up for your rights and stand your ground on your convictions that you have. I can't say that any stronger. And so you guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Continue to stay prepped. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.